Mama, what's a podcast? Well, it's when a group of men love their opinions very much. Welcome to Feminists Talk Religion, where feminist voice, religion talk, and honest conversation intersect. In this season, season three of Feminists Talk Religion, we are taking a break from our traditional format. This season, we will provide two mini-series about two topics we think are really important. Elise Ambrose is helping us think about art in the Feminism, Religion, and Art mini-series. Susan Wooliver is helping us think about mental health in her Feminism, Religion, and Mental Health mini-series. We hope you enjoy. I am Elise Ambrose. I am a Black queer ethicist, educator, and creative. Today's episode features Monet Noel Marshall. Monet is a director, playwright, actor, curator, cultural organizer, producer, filmmaker, and consultant. She defines her artistic practice as, quote, rehearsal for the relationship, an invitation to be in better relationship with oneself first and everyone and everything outside of it. Let's get started. Well, I'm excited to welcome to our podcast, Monet Noel Marshall. And I'm so grateful that this artist is with us today and is going to share a bit about uh, their practice, a bit about their ways of relating in Black feminist lineage, a bit about who they are and how they are in the world. So welcome, Monet, and thank you for being with us. Oh my God, it's such a joy. I'm glad, I'm glad. Well, let me ask you this question just to open us up. What color are you feeling like today, Monet? Ooh, I'm feeling iridescent. Tell us about it. Yeah, I'm feeling like one of those colors that depending on what what direction you look at, it's a different color. Uh So I'm feeling lots of like shades. I feel kind of glittery. I feel definitely in like a purple, greenish, bluish space today. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm getting all the sunshine from you, uh, but we will take the bluish, the greenish, the purplish. We're with it. I'm, I'm totally with you. So I've had the opportunity to view your work, a uh, short film that you recently created to hear a play that you wrote with someone else. So I've just been in Monet's world over the last couple of months and getting some, some exposure to, to what it is that you're bringing into uh, the world from Durham, but out to the world. So I'm wondering for you, the way that you choose to engage, a question of your how. So what are the ends that you are seeking or maybe even the means, the processes that you are seeking as you situate yourself at the intersections of of Black feminists, of artists and and the many ways that you name yourself as an artist and as someone with a spiritual inclination or a spiritual attunement? What is it that you're, you're seeking? Oh, I am seeking, I think the word that's coming to me is like, I want to be a seductive whisper. Mm. And when I say that, what I mean is that I want to be a person that people trust enough 
to listen to and then and then in that listening I get to like you know there's another world right you know something else is possible right you know it feels real good over here right like you know and just like even for that moment that I can take them take all of us myself included to a space that is beyond the one that we see every day and because I feel like if if it could just like Tony K. Bambara said, like the role of the artist is to make the revolution irresistible. Like then I, then it's like, okay, we're going to make it irresistible. Then I want it to be seductive. I want it to be a full body sensation. I want like, Ooh, I don't know if that show was 30 minutes or three hours or three days, but I was there, you know, like I want to break open time and space with people and invite all of us into something that is better because we deserve so much better and I do that through story through and whatever medium that story needs to take mm-hmm. so plays at film I've observed yes uh, short stories uh poetry meditation affirmations um dance sometimes the story is just like I hear the story just shows up and they're like hey hello I'm a story and I'm a play and I'm like okay like hey hello I'm a story and I'm a song and I'm like okay so I just I want to be nimble and flexible and adaptable enough to go where the story wants me to go Mm -hmm. I appreciate that I mean there was so much there from uh the image I get of whenever something revolutionary is going to take place, something that dominant powers would want to squelch. There is a whisper that comes in the brush harbor, in the um, in the secret rooms, mm-hmm. in the, in the, on, on the assembly line, right? Mm-hmm. Anywhere, somebody like, you know we could do something else, right? <laughs> something else is awaiting us. And I appreciate that call to, to something else as, as Sadia Harmon would, would name it is seductive in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like you said, this ain't, this ain't cutting it. Uh, we deserve not enough. <laughs> it's not, it's not. We deserve better, as you say. I appreciate especially people like you who are willing to remind us of that, not in a preachy way or, I mean, maybe not that there's not a place for preaching or teaching or what have you, but to to do it in a way that invites us to invest ourselves in the process. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. And I I think actually I want to, I locate that sort of invitation in the Black feminist lineage and I also locate your embodiment of what you believe and the invitation that you offer that you believe as part of the Black feminist lineage and I know that you locate yourself in that place so I'm wondering you hold these commitments in your work in your living and in your way of being and this is just my observation Monet will (laughs) correct me if I'm wrong (laughs) I'm but trying, I'm trying real hard. <laughs> I wonder, can you talk about how you arrived to Black feminism and how it informs your art? Even um, you named Tony K. Bambara, but like other influences, and they may be people we know, they may be people we don't know. I think. I don't think I had any other choice but to come into a Black feminist lineage because I was all I was just steeped in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that really deeply from my mother and from my grandmother. I grew up in the house with my dad's mother, who was born in 1922. My grandma, my nanny Evelyn, um, and 
these were just women. I just, I, I don't know. They just exuded. And my mother still exudes. It's just like different way of being an adult woman. Like I got to really, I've had the privilege of getting to watch her become herself. And just the way that she moves through the world, through the way she cares for people, through the ways that she's like, the ways that she loves and the ways that she be is just inherently Black feminist, even if she's never like read a theoretical text, right? So when I then got the, the framework, when the words showed up, I was like, oh yeah, like this is what my people do. Like this is just how my people live. So, okay, that's, I'm grateful for the language and I've been steeped in the praxis. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just the only way I know how to love and how to make, like, I don't know how to make work that doesn't center the caring, like a deep ethical rigor around care. Like that's like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Like, what am I making this for? If the ways that I'm making it are antithetical to the world I say I want to make like that, you know? So, so, and so then getting the readings of folks like Alexis Pauline Gums and, Audrey Lord and reading Alice Walker and reading Toni Morrison. I was just like, oh, there are so many people who have already been like laying the groundwork for the world that I want to step into. Mm-hmm. And I have so much gratitude, but really it's, it's my mama and them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my mama and them. Hey, that's where a lot of amazing things happen with mama and them, where they all get planted within us. Right. I appreciate you naming the people that you named, like Alexis Pauline Gums. And, and I mean, many of us are returning to Audre Lorde. And, and I, but I appreciate those who are perhaps in our millennial generation who um, are reminding us of the things that we knew and that maybe school and media tried to teach us to reject mm-hmm. and calling us back to, to embrace that as our ways of knowing our epistemologies, our ontologies, all of that, right? Right, like I feel like Megan Thee Stallion reminds me about the Black feminist I want to be. You know what I'm saying? Like she just, like Cardi B reminds me of the feminist, the Black feminist I want to be. Like, oh, actually I don't need to leave any parts of myself outside the room. Mm. Like all of me gets to show up. All of me gets to come. Like my sexuality, my sensuality, like my twerk gets to come. Like all of it gets to show up because like, what kind of world we gonna have if my twerk can't come? Like, what? <laughs> Worry. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Get it off the stage. No, really. I think that what you're saying is speaking to this wholeness. I would even say when Alice Walker is talking about the definition of a womanist, this roundness that is all, all that is life, right? And nothing missing, nothing left out there, nothing hiding, everything. This is who I am in my wholeness. And there's a viscerality for that, that I'm hearing or that I'm extracting from what you're saying. And I think I see it in your work too. Connections to ancestors and spirit, connection to the self, connection to community, connection to feeling and affect. And particularly when I saw your most recent short film, tell me the name of it. Prophesy. Prophesy. That's a good example. This this viscerality that I wanna speak to and this wholeness, this roundness, that's all that it is to be a being. I won't even say a human, but I would say like a living being. And when I view something like prophesy, 
it illuminated for me a commitment that I would say that I've seen in your work, which is this excavation. Mm. And when I say excavation, I mean digging deep, um, not to extract per se, but to, to find a thing and to allow its value to shine forth. Can you tell me if you agree with that? <laughs> tell me what you think about this, this idea of excavation in your work and maybe how it might speak to what you're doing with your art. Mm. Do you connect? Do you connect with that? I think that's such an interesting, when you said that, what I imagine is like being with the roots of the thing. Mm. And I think for me, like the excavation is how to be both like sitting, like I'm looking at a tree outside. Like what does it mean to sit by the tree? And then even as I'm sitting by the tree to be able to presence myself with the roots without disturbing it. And I think that's part of what I want, like to be, I want to be tapped into both like the underworld, the overworld, the outer world. Like I want to be with it, but I really want to be in this presence. Like I want to be in my physical body. I want to be in my reality, but I, I do want to be naming my great-great-grandma Maisie. I want to be with my great-great-grandchild whose name I don't know. Like I really want to be presencing them in my work. For me, the, the term, when I, th- when I think about my own work, I'm like, I want to be radically invitational. Like, I want to create portals for folks to enter in. Like, I, I, like, hey, like, I feel you. Maybe your enter in is, I'm going to feed you this meal and you don't even know what it's doing. Like, we don't actually, what does it mean to not even have language for what is actually happening on the inside, but know that change is happening, to know that the connections are happening. Like, I can't explain to you how this tree is connected to other trees and how they pass information. I don't know. I don't know how that happens, but I know it does happen you know, and to be with the mystery of that and to know like, all I have to do is play my part. I don't even have to know how, how it happens, you know? And for me, that's faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is the word that came to mind when you were describing that. And it's a, it's a really beautiful image of, of you presencing yourself and those before you and those ahead of you, even as the tree presences itself right uh right and and yeah that and that that connection is able to take place in a really beautiful way i appreciate that that framing um that even as you dig in i think you reach out mm-hmm. dig out reach forward it's a nice uh <laughs> it's a nice ecology <laughs> that you've built <laughs> i more than anything i want to be connected and i want to be I want to rewild myself, mm-hmm. you know? I want to remember that there is no disconnection between me and the tree and yeah. me and the sky and me and the sun and me and you. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think there's something in my practice where I keep trying to rewild myself and then invite other people into the rewilding of themselves. Well, all right. I know that we're just about at time, but why don't we open ourselves to the opportunity to rewild (laughs) at the invitation of Monet Noel Marshall. Thank you. Thank you you for being with us. Thank you for sharing so much of who you are and how you are. And um, let's cut it there. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Feminists Talk Religion.
Thank you for listening to Feminist Talk Religion, a Feminist Studies in Religion collaboratory branch project. Feminist Studies in Religion works to center and connect feminists and religious studies through its various platforms, including a journal, books, blog, and lab. We appreciate your engagement with FSR's branches, especially with the last podcast, and would love your financial support. You can donate at www.fsrinc.org slash donate. That's www.fsrinc.org slash donate. We wish to express our thanks to all who have contributed to the Feminist Talk Religion podcast. Special appreciation goes to Nayana Leo, Oluwatumitin Oredain, Sari Emanuel, Midori Hartman, and Susan Wolliver for their leadership and committee efforts. Thanks goes to Cindy Keplin for her editorial work, Thomas Lejoie and Scott Jackson for creating the music used for this podcast, and Kimmy Monty, Christy Cobb, and Owen Cobb for their creative work on intro dialogue. Thanks also goes to the interns at Feminist Studies and Religion Inc. for their work on promoting this project. We wish to express our thanks to all who have contributed to the Feminist Talk Religion podcast. Special appreciation goes to Riada Leo, Oluwatunisi Oridane, Elise Ambrose, Sarah Emanuel, Midori Hartman, and Susan Wolliver for their leadership and committee efforts. Thanks goes to Gabby Guerrero for her editorial work, Thomas Lejoie and Scott Jackson for creating the music used for this podcast, and Kimmy Monty, Christy Cobb, and Owen Cobb for their creative work on the intro dialogue. Thanks also goes to the interns at Feminist Studies and Religion, Inc. for their work on promoting this project. 